Welcome to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog guardians. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm a certified professional dog trainer and I take my 10 years of training experience and I share easy to implement dog training advice with an emphasis on kindness and compassion. Welcome. I'm so excited to share more. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. If you are new around here, welcome. I have done a lot of podcast episodes about dog training. So if you are looking for something specific, be sure to check out the search function on our website, disorderlydogs.com, and you can search for reactive dog episodes, recall episodes, puppy episodes, and everything in between. So I am recording this podcast with Spicy nearby. For those of you who don't know, Spicy is a eight-month-old American Staffordshire Terrier, and we love her, but she is wild. And sometimes trying to get work done with an eight-month-old puppy around is not very easy. So if you hear some pitter-pattering of footsteps or chewing on things, that's probably spicy, but I tell you what, I'm doing my best. So in today's episode, I want to talk about trash eating. Obviously, you're not eating the trash. Obviously, your dog is eating the trash in this scenario. And if you have a dog who doesn't care about eating trash, please consider yourself to be very, very lucky. Because for the rest of us who live with trash eaters, it can be very difficult to manage. In dog training and in my career, There are typically like recurring themes with my clients and it's kind of cyclical. And one of the major themes with many of my clients right now is trash eating. So I figured, hey, I'm going to do a podcast episode about trash eating because if you're dealing with it, it can be very difficult. And I have some very good ideas for you. So when we're looking at trash eating, I think that it's really important to take a step back and look at the evolution of dogs and the co-evolution of us and dogs, because a lot of that is built on scavenging food, which we would also call trash eating. Okay, the co-evolution of us and dogs was based on not only us feeding them, but them also living off of a lot of our trash. So a lot of our history with dogs is built on the very trash eating that we're very frustrated by now, right? So when we look at, you know, the long-term evolution of dogs, obviously them scavenging our food slash trash was a huge reason why they stuck around. And in turn, here we are now with dogs. But I think it's also important to remember that there's a large population of dogs in this world that is not domestic dogs, not owned by people, they're free-roaming dogs, wild dogs, whatever you want to call them, and they still survive by trash eating. That's literally fueling their evolutionary success is trash eating. So when we look at it from that lens, it makes plenty of sense that our domestic dogs are eating trash all the time because it's literally hardwired, right? It's literally a part of their genetic makeup to scavenge, look for food, consume food. They think it's food. We think it's trash. (laughs) We'll get to more of that, okay? So it's something that's at a lot of dogs, it's hardwired. Not every single dog. There are definitely exceptions to that rule. I will say my mom's dog, Jasmine, she has a lot of quirks and isms, but one of those is that she really is just not a trash eater like that. You don't got to worry about her. She's not going to do that, which is so nice and so convenient. But 
then it's not as nice and not as convenient because then she's not as food motivated like we want her to be. So those of you who have trash eating dogs, just appreciate the fact that they're probably more food motivated. So that's at least something we got for free out of this equation. (laughs) Okay, so when we're talking about trash eating, I want to set some realistic expectations and I want to give you some caveats before I dive into the nitty gritty of, of how we can make this happen. So when we're talking about the reality of expectations, when we're working on the goal being decreasing trash eating, that's going to be the goal and that's going to be the realistic outcome. We're going to be able to decrease how frequently it happens. It is a completely unrealistic expectation to say that we're going to completely stop it from happening. Okay, because I think so many of my clients, they come to me and they're like, cool, we've invested in dog training and they have these amazing goals. And while that's great, right? Like I want you to have goals. We also have to be honest with the fact that like if your dog has been successful at eating trash for like seven years, doing like two weeks of training is not going to completely remedy the behavior. That's just not the way that it works, right? So I want you all to have realistic expectations here. But when we're looking at realistic expectations, we can expect to decrease how frequently it's happening. And in turn, we can start to see some of the trained behaviors surrounding decreasing the the trash eating uh, increase in frequency. So those are some of the realistic expectations. The caveat that I want to give here is that if you have a dog who is not only trash eating, but also has a propensity to guard said trash from you, um, guarding the trash, and then they're willing to escalate the guarding. So they're not just going to protect it from you, but if you tried to take it from you, they will escalate to aggressing, snarling, snapping, slash biting. If that is your dog, everything that I'm going to teach you today can be useful, but you are going to need a qualified professional to give you just a few tweaks and pivots to this plan to acknowledge who your individual resource guarder is. Some of the suggestions I'm going to give today could potentially backfire if you have a dog who is a very severe resource guarder. So if you have a very severe resource guarder, I want you to keep listening because there's still going to be some good tidbits for you. But please know that it's it's not going to work just across the board if you have a resource guarder. If you have a dog who's eating trash and isn't necessarily guarding that trash, you're going to find this advice to be much more practically useful. But if you have a resource guarder, please know that this cannot be a replacement for a qualified professional getting to know all of the subtle nuance of your dog and their behavior. Okay, so that's just my realistic expectations and my caveat about resource guarding. Okay, so let's talk about a couple of things I want you to keep in mind when it comes to trash eating. So I want you to consider a few things. So one, prevention. Two, management. Three, how you can be proactive. Four, how you can train. And five, how we can give our dogs some appropriate outlets to engage in this very normal species appropriate behavior. Okay, so let's talk about prevention first. So when we're looking at prevention, that is trying to prevent our dogs from getting reinforced by eating trash, right? So trying to set our dogs up for success and not putting them places where there's going to be things that they can eat. This is something that will work really well for dogs who have less of a propensity to do it. It's probably going to be impossible to prevent a dog from 
doing it who already has a propensity for it. So let me give you a little bit more feedback on that. So Spicy, right, is eight months old. She's been with us since eight weeks old. So prevention is something that I've definitely done my best to implement. But Spicy basically since day one has had a propensity to sniff out trash and or poop, other animal poop, and eat it. And that's something that like I couldn't really prevent because she was just doing it naturally and it was happening frequently. So even as a teeny tiny puppy, we would be out on walks and she would be sniffing and finding cat poop. Like she literally just did that as an eight-week-old puppy. So I didn't have a ton of opportunity to prevent it from happening because she just more naturally did it. So when it comes to prevention, we want to do our best, but prevention may not always work depending on the dog's propensity for the behavior, right? There are a lot of really hardcore scavengers. I own two of them. And in that case, prevention isn't always going to be as easy. But if you have a dog who maybe isn't as inclined to do it naturally, prevention might be easier for you, especially if you have a young puppy and you can kind of prevent them from practicing that behavior. Obviously, I still tried to prevent Spicy from eating cat poop when I realized what was going on, but we also can't prevent everything, right? Like I can't know where all of the cat poop of the world is, right? Like I I just, I can't know that. I can only do my best. So prevention only gets us so far, but it is an important piece of this equation, especially if you have a young dog. So after we we look at the prevention (laughs) aspect of trash eating, then we want to look at how we can manage the trash eating. So oftentimes managing the trash eating involves leashes, (laughs) leashes, <laughs> evolve, involves um, sometimes muzzles. Uh, management is one of those things that is going to come secondary to prevention, right? Like if we can't prevent it, how can we manage, at least try and manage the environment to decrease the frequency of the behavior. So obviously keeping your dog on leash is going to make it easier to prevent them from eating trash. Not 100%, right? Like there's no guarantee in that, but it's certainly going to make it easier if you have them on the leash. I want to just, I want to give you a little bit of insight into the leashes here because I think the positive reinforcement training community at large is very adamant about not using leash corrections, not dragging dogs, not pulling dogs. And honestly, I wholeheartedly agree with that, but I also live in the real world with scavengers who always want to eat treats, uh, trash, excuse me. If it was just treats, my life would be so much easier, but they always want to eat trash. And I do have to use the leash. And I'm not saying that I'm like, like, you know, yanking at the dog's collars and like correcting them, but I am using leash tension to prevent trash eating. Okay, because I think that in an attempt to prevent trash eating but not use leash tension, you're just shooting yourself in the foot because you're like, okay, well, I don't want to drag them. And then they get an opportunity to eat the trash and then voila, here we are again in the same very scenario we're trying to prevent. So I'm not suggesting that you like give leash corrections, but I am suggesting that you very strategically use leash tension to prevent trash eating. Okay, so management is one of those things that it's not perfect, right? Like, is it ideal to have to like pull the dog away from the trash? No, but that is better than letting them eat the trash, especially if it can be something toxic or dangerous that they're eating. Okay. So when it comes to the trash eating and using leash as a manage as management, that is going to involve using leash tension. 
Okay, so that's going to re- require some proactive handling on your part to prevent them from getting in the trash. I know that there are some dogs that not only engage in a lot of trash eating, but also suffer the consequences of the trash eating and have weird allergies and weird GI stuff. When we have a dog who is (laughs) habitually eating trash and it's causing a host of physical problems, that's when I might reach for a muzzle. I will be honest with you, using a muzzle is not something that I suggest for preventing trash eating unless we have a more urgent need to prevent it. So yes, is it terrible that my dogs continue to eat trash? Yeah, like it's not ideal. I don't want my dogs to keep eating trash, but I also don't think we're at a point where I need my dogs to be muzzled to prevent the behavior, right? So I think that if you have a dog who is struggling with allergies, GI issues, and the trash eating is just exacerbating that and making it so much worse, that's when I might consider using a muzzle as management. And that requires that you condition the dog to be comfortable wearing the muzzle. You practice that. It's a nice well-fitted basket muzzle that they can pant in. The muzzle is going to take a lot more legwork in the management department, but if you are sick of your dog having terrible diarrhea and allergy attacks because they keep eating trash, maybe a muzzle is worth the time and the energy. Okay, but I, I am apprehensive about always using the muzzle as a management plan because, again, this is hardwired. This is normal for dogs to want to look for trash. So unless I'm dealing with more extraordinary circumstances, the muzzle might not be the tool that I reach for, but I can also totally empathize with those of you who live with dogs who eat a lot of trash and it causes a lot of issues across the board, okay? So that is another way we could manage the environment, Management, another management aspect could be trying to vary up your location, but I will be honest, it doesn't really matter where I am. My dogs basically will always find some sort of trash or poop to eat. I wish that it wasn't so, but it is, right? So we live... Uh, our house backs up to a community park that we spend a lot of time in and there's so much trash out there but alternatively if we're in the woods maybe they're not eating like trash trash but then they're finding something else gross to consume so I wish I could say it was easy as changing the environment maybe it will be that easy for your dog but for my dogs it doesn't really seem uh to matter where I change up the environment but I think that using a leash is definitely going to be an important part of this equation in in modifying the trash eating behavior. I will also say on the management front that if you want to unclip the leash and you're going to let your dog run around, there are certain concessions you're going to have to make because you are not going to be as close and you don't have the leash to use to manage and your dog is probably going to be wildly successful at trash eating if they are off leash. This is something that Waylon, oh my god, over the last six and a half years, this dog has scored so much fucking trash at the park behind our house that like he's never going to stop looking. He's never going to stop looking. There's no way that he's ever going to stop looking for trash there. So I just had to make some certain concessions. I used to let him run around and play at this park by our house. But at this point, I don't let him do it because without fail, this dog always finds a fucking donut or a piece of bread or chips or tortillas or cake. Like, 
I don't even know how this food makes it over there. I imagine it's like birds and squirrels taking it out of trash. Maybe people are throwing it into the park. I do not fucking know. But that is something that like, I'm never going to be able to prevent him from stopping from looking there. So I just used the leash. Okay. And that's just the concession we've had to make, right? Because if not, uh, all he's going to do is eat trash, which I really don't want him to do. I will, I will say that I am very fortunate in the fact that my dogs have very strong guts, meaning they eat a lot of fucking trash, even though I'm trying to prevent them from doing it. And we really have minimal GI upset. Okay. Something that does happen as far as like repercussions from trash eating is that my dogs do throw up the trash that they eat sometimes, which in my personal experience, again, I am not a veterinarian. This is just like my professional behavior experience here, but my dogs tend to throw up pretty frequently. I would say like once or twice a week. And that's because they're constantly eating trash. It's not because they're sick or anything's wrong with them. It's just like their body's like, yep, you don't need that. They throw it up. And I feel like that's just a pretty normal process, right? So I think that a lot of my clients are like super worried about that. And like, obviously consult your veterinarian if you're really worried. But in my personal experience, my dogs throw up because they eat a lot of trash and then I just pick it up and we move on with their lives and they're fine. And I'm not saying that like, I'm going around just like, okay, dogs, it's a free for all eat as much trash as you want, like eat dangerous shit. I'm obviously trying to prevent that, but let's be honest, I can't prevent everything. Okay, so we've talked about some prevention, right? That when we can, we should, but we can't always. We've talked about some management in the way of using leashes and using muzzles. And I want to talk about some proactive strategies that I implement basically every single time I am out with my dogs to prevent the trash eating. So one is literally just watching. (laughs) Look ahead of where your dog is going. Keep your eyes out. Scan the environment. Especially at the park that I walk the dogs at, I am always scanning and looking because like I said, it's like donuts, cake, bread. I don't even, it's just insane Waylon's ability to manifest pastries, but I'm always keeping an eye out because if you see it first, it is going to be way easier to prevent your dog from eating it. So that's absolutely a proactive strategy you can use. Watch the environment, okay? Look ahead of you. Pay attention to things. Something that I've gotten really good at is realizing that there are several bushes in our neighborhood where the cats like to hang out and poop. So I'm really proactive about like, okay, we're walking past the cat poosh, a cat poop bush. Uh, I'm going to ask the dogs to walk with me. I'm not going to just let them freely sniff, okay? So You have to be proactive. A lot of this falls on you to do this, okay? Because again, we're working against our dog's hardwired instincts to scavenge and look for trash. So be really proactive about scanning the environment and paying attention to where certain things are that you don't want your dogs to eat so that you can use the leash as management to prevent them from eating, okay? So be very proactive about watching the environment. Something else that you can be really proactive about is watching the sniff and watching for the subtle tells and when they're sniffing because there's other animal scents, when they're sniffing because they are looking for trash. So when my dogs are on a scent and it's food that they're going to eat, I can tell. You want to know why? Because it happens so damn frequently. I think that if you all pay more attention to the different 
body language and different intensity and in sniffing when they're just sniffing for sniff snake sake, but they're, or they're sniffing out and looking for something to consume, you will start to notice the difference. When I start to notice that they are doing the, I'm going to go eat trash sniff, that's when I'm being proactive about like, okay, come on puppies. I need you to walk with me. I'm making it worth their while, but I'm not letting them freely sniff. Okay. For the most part, I like to let my dog sniff as much as they want on walks, but when I can tell that that sniffing is going to lead to trash eating, that is when I intervene. That is why I have the lovely trained behavior of the dogs walking at my side on cue. They know how to do it pretty proficiently, even spicy, bless her wild heart, and I will proactively use that behavior to prevent them from getting there. I additionally have a very strong leave it cue and a very strong drop it cue. So those are also some other proactive strategies that I will use to prevent my dogs from eating trash. Okay, so it's up to you to be proactive because if you're not paying attention, your dog is just going to look for trash and eat trash and get really good at eating trash, right? And like, not that that's the end of the world if you're cool with that, but most of my clients come to me and they are pissed about the trash eating. They want it to stop. And if you want it to stop, you got to step up and be responsible for all the proactive things you can do to make that happen. Got it? Okay, so when it comes to training, there are several trained behaviors that I think, well... I know work really well for my dogs and I absolutely think they can be really useful for your dogs. So you already heard me mention walking at my side on cue. It's a trained behavior. It's really not a hard one to teach and put on cue. Um, Walking at my side on cue is a behavior that I use a lot as proactive strategies, especially getting past areas where I know there are things they're going to try and eat that I don't want them to. Leave it is another behavior that I use quite frequently Leave it means essentially stop what you were doing and check in with me, right? So that is how I train the behavior and that's the final outcome that I want. Leave it is one that I also make an effort to practice really easy repetitions of on walks, basically every single walk. So my dogs are sniffing. They're not doing like the sketchy trash sniff. They're just doing like light sniffs. I ask them to leave it. They do. They check in. I feed them and we keep going. So when you're working on leave it, you want to make sure that you're maintaining that behavior by asking for really easy reps so that when you need to ask for hard reps, we can lean on the reinforcement history from the easy reps. So if you have not trained a leave it cue, there are lots of ways to do it. If you want to work with us, we can teach you or if you're working with a trainer. You can ask them to teach you how to do it, but leave it as a very, very valuable behavior for preventing them from eating trash. Leave it is one of those behaviors though, that it's going to work way better if you see the trash first. <laughs> it's going to work way better if you see the trash first. I I sometimes joke with my clients that like, I feel like I'm playing a video game when I'm out with my dogs because I'm constantly like scanning the environment, asking them to leave it, reeling in the leashes, preventing them from eating trash. And this is, this is very contingent on your behavior people okay this can't just be about the dog because we're working against the dog's instincts so if you really want to prevent trash eating you got to step up and do it okay so in addition to walk at my side and leave it I also teach a drop it cue which means spit out whatever you have in your mouth you are going to have to train this reinforce this outside of trash eating because it's not going to work right away no, it's not going to work right away. There are loads of ways to teach drop it. If your dog likes to play with toys, that's a really easy way to do it. But teaching your dog to drop it outside of trash eating, you need to teach that behavior first. 
so that when it comes to trash eating, you can work on it. In addition to walk at my side, leave it, drop it, I also love just the super simple and easy behavior of find it, right? Many of you who have worked with us already know all about find it. That's another really good strategy. So I'll give you an example. I see the trash up ahead. I use the leash as management to prevent my dogs from getting there. I cue my dogs to leave it. They do. Then I in turn toss a treat and tell them to find it away from the trash. Very smooth. I've prevented them from doing it. We move on with our lives. So walk at your side, leave it, drop it, and find it can all be really, really important behaviors when it comes to preventing trash eating. Trading your dog can also be very, very useful. Trading is not going to work if you have a very intense resource garter. Trading is probably going to put you in a dangerous situation. So like I was saying, if you have a resource garter, please don't do this. But if you don't have a resource garter, you can also offer a trade. So you can't be perfect. You can't prevent everything. Sometimes your dog is going to have trash in their mouth. And sometimes you're just going to have to offer them a trade and hope that they're willing to trade. The more frequently you frequently you practice trading, the easier it gets for the dog to trade you, right? So trading literally means put something high value in your hand, show it to the dog, and see if they're willing to trade. This is something that's been really, really successful with Spicy. We've done trading with her, trading with her since she was a teeny tiny baby. And if I offer a trade, she's usually pretty quick to offer that trade. Okay. So those are some training behaviors that I absolutely think can work in the moment. I think some out of the box (laughs) um, ideas for trash eating are going to be hard to swallow, but also welcome to the life of living with trash eaters. So I also do some passive strategies when it comes to trash eating. So Especially if you have a dog who is really unwilling to trade, if you kind of take the pressure off and pretend it's not a big deal, that sometimes can lead to the dog giving it up of their own volition, in which case you have an opportunity to reinforce. This is not always going to work, obviously. Sometimes there's going to be sketchy things in your dog's mouth that you need to get out immediately. Like I was saying before, if you have a dog who will escalate to aggression over resources, you you cannot do this. You're going to put yourself in a dangerous situation. But a lot of us have dogs who are not going to escalate to biting us, even though they really want the trash. And I will be honest with you, I have opened up Waylon's mouth. I have opened up Spicy's mouth and I have ripped trash out of their mouth on multiple occasions. It is not my favorite strategy, but let's be honest. If I feel like maybe they ate something like that could be potentially dangerous, I got to get in there and get it out of their mouth as quickly as I possibly can. I will warn you that if this is something you do every single day, your dog is going to learn to escalate. This is something that you have to use very sparingly, okay? Very, very sparingly. But I I, I can't deny the fact that it's going to come up. Sometimes you just got to rip things out of your dog's mouth. If you can't safely do that, that's when we need to lean more on the management. So it doesn't, push doesn't have to come to shove or push come to biting, okay? So when it comes to trash eating, decreasing the frequency, increasing your dog's ability to respond to those trained behaviors, those are the goals. Those are the realities of of what you can expect, right? When it comes to trash eating, if you try and use punishment, right? So if you try and punish the behavior, you are probably 
most likely going to get absolutely nowhere (laughs) because again, this behavior is hardwired. That is how dogs have evolved and survived over all of this time. Okay. And if you punish it, you're not really doing anything except for teaching your dog that if there's a resource that they're trying to consume and you're around, it's going to equal yucky things. And what's going to happen over time is that your your dog's ability to respond to cues around the trash eating is going to drastically decrease. And you're really just going to create a power struggle that I promise you, you don't want to be in. If punishment was really effective at preventing trash eating, I would tell you. I will be honest, using some punishment is something that I have done with Waylon, not because I wanted to, but because I was furious in the moment. And you know what it really led to? Waylon responding less and being more intense about trash eating. (laughs) That's what happened after using punishment. Like I said, if I really felt like it could be effective, I would tell you, but I don't. I've, I've tried it on multiple occasions and it's actually just made things worse for me. Okay, so when it comes to trash eating, always consider prevention, management, being proactive, working on training. I think additionally, trying to create positive and appropriate outlets for your dog's natural scavenging instincts. So hiding treats and telling your dogs to go and find them. If your dog likes toys, hide toys, tell them to go and find them. The more appropriate outlets we can give them for that, it makes it a little bit easier to prevent them and discourage the trash eating in other places. But trash eating is a behavior that you're never going to be able to completely prevent. Because if your dog has eaten trash, they have gotten reinforced for trash eating. That's why trash eating is so challenging because it becomes a self-reinforced behavior, right? And when we're looking at a behavior that is highly reinforced, we need to make sure that the behavior we want them to do, which is not trash eating, is has more reinforcement. Okay, so that's really a lot of the crux of this is that it feels like we need to punish, well, Spoiler alert, punishment is actually just going to make it worse. What's really going to make it better is consistently reinforcing alternate behaviors around trash and making those really, really reinforcing. So we can metaphorically balance the reinforcement scales so that when our dogs are presented with trash, they realize if they respond to you, they can get some sort of other reinforcement. All right, everyone, I hope this is, this episode was helpful. If it was, do me a favor. Take a screenshot, tag me on the Instagrams at agoodfeeling underscore NCO. If you're not on social media, share this podcast episode with a friend or family member who has a trash eater. If you have left a review on this podcast, I really appreciate it. If you haven't, hey, what's holding you back? Have you found value from my content? Would you leave me a review? I would really, really appreciate it. Everyone smooch those puppies for me. Have a beautiful weekend and I am already looking forward to the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you need help with your dog's behavior, you can learn more about our training services at agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. We post training inspiration and training tips almost daily over on the Instagram at agoodfeeling underscore NCO. If you like this podcast, we would be so grateful if you could share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from all of the information. Um, It's been a total delight. We love this podcast so much. And thank you so much for listening to Disorderly Dogs.